Thanks for joining us for today's message. We encourage you to email us and let us know what God is currently doing in your life. Or if you'd like to support the ministry financially, you can do so here on our website. Right now, you're about to listen to a message from our current series. Thanks for tuning in today. So Pastor Mike started this series on faith about three Sundays ago, and he started out teaching what is faith. And so we're going to just kind of layer this in and and talk about what we talked about the last few Sundays. And then today specifically, when we get into it, we're going to get into when I believe, then I'll see it. The world says seeing is believing, but but faith, the God kind of faith says, no, you got to believe it first, and then you'll see it. Whether you feel anything or not, we believe the word of God not moved by what I feel. I'm not moved by what I see. I'm moved by what I believe. Amen. Hebrews 11.1, 1, it says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Look through this here. It says, now faith is. Not tomorrow, not, not yesterday, but right now faith is. And the foundation of our faith, it's not faith in faith. It's faith in the one who's faithful, right? It's faith in God. And it's faith in the word of God. This is, this is the truth. It's not a truth like many other truths. It's the truth. This is where you find the truth is in God's word. And that's where we put our faith in. That's where our faith rests on. Hebrews 6.18, just listen. It says, it is impossible for God to lie. That means it's not possible. There's no possible way for God to lie. It's, it's his nature to be truth. He's, he's, not, he's not just trying to be truthful. He is truthful. He is truth. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man come to the Father but by me. It says God is love. He's not, he's not trying to love you. He is love. That's who he is. It's his DNA. And it's the same way with, with truth. It's in his DNA. Amen? So it's, it's impossible for him to lie. So if you can find it in here, you know that you can stand on it. You know you can rest on this truth. Amen? So faith is not... Uh, you know, some human emotion that we conjure up. You know, I think about the evangelism outreach when we go out. It, you don't have to like gear yourself up emotionally to pray for somebody. No, you pray by faith. The believers will lay hands on the sick and they will, will recover. Our responsibility is to pray. God's responsibility is to do the work. He's the healer. With Chris, it, we prayed the prayer of agreement where two shall agree on earth is touching. Anything that we ask for will be done by our Father which is in heaven. Jesus said that. I didn't heal her. God did. We're just a conduit to his healing power, amen? But it's got to flow through somebody, through the word. It's got to flow. It's got to be activated some way. Amen? And finally, you know, faith is, is not just repeating some affirmations over and over and over. It's not, hmm, I have a new car. I have a new car. I have a new car. Hmm, right? It's foolishness. No, but... But sometimes we think it's just parroting things out rather than having the word deposited in our heart and putting faith behind it. We talked about the spirit of faith last week, right? That attitude of faith that our, our words are containers. And, and when they go out of our mouth, they, they create life and they change circumstances. I'll say it again. Our faith is based on the one who is faithful. Not faith in faith. Not faith in emotions. Not faith in just parroting out things. It's faith in God and and faith in his word, amen? And the two are one. Jesus is the living word. This is the written word. You deposit it in your heart and speak it out of your mouth. That's the rhema word. So now faith is, and then this word substance, the word sub, part of it, a submarine, it's, it's underneath. A submarine is underneath the water. Stance means to stand on. So we know that, that this is substance that we can stand in. It's something real. We can stand on the word of God. 
because he's faithful. Amen? Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Things hoped for is a confident expectation of anything that you're believing God for, anything that you can find in this book. Physical healing, marital issues, relational issues, financial pressures, anything that you can believe God for, that you can find in this book. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence, that word evidence means proof. It's proof, this is proof that you will end up seeing what it is that you believe if you dare to believe God, amen? And the final word, not seen. Now faith is the evidence of things not seen. Not seen in the sense realm, the, the, the seeing, tasting, touching, hearing, or smelling with the five physical senses. Faith is like the sixth sense. It believes, it, it sees with, with the, through the lens of faith. It sees the impossible, amen? It sees what God puts on your heart, the vision that he gives to you. That creates hope, and your faith brings what you hope for into existence. The Amplified says it this way. Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things that we hope for, being proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality, faith perceiving as real fact, right, believing, what is not revealed to the five physical senses. So again, that's what faith is. It's found in our heart, and it's found in our mouth. The second Sunday, he talked about right standing with God. Romans chapter 3, verse 22. Our right standing with God, it says this, we are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. Again, it's the only way. It's by faith in Jesus Christ. That that is what puts us in right standing with God. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, no matter what you haven't done, You put your faith and confidence, your trust in Jesus Christ and that creates right standing between you and God. Amen? So why is this so important? We read Ephesians 3.12. It says, because of Christ and our faith in him, we can now come boldly and confidently into his presence. That's the goal. Being able to know what the word of God says knowing that we can come boldly and confidently in the presence of God, this, this awesome, majestic, perfect God And through the blood of Jesus Christ, we can come into his presence. You know, one of the main things that that attacks our faith is is feelings of of unworthiness. Have you ever felt unworthy when you enter into God's presence? Amen. The Bible says in in 2 Corinthians 5.21, it says, He made Jesus who knew no sin to become sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Say, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's your right standing. It's not in anything you've done. It's in everything that he's done. Amen? Amen. And and you've got to know that. That creates confidence. So when you do pray, you know that God hears your prayers. And you can stand on it. It's the only thing we can really stand on. Amen? Amen. And then last weekend, we talked about the spirit of faith. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13 was, was the anchor scripture on the spirit of faith. Anybody catch the spirit of faith this past week? It says, and since we have the same spirit of faith, according to as it is written, David said it this way, I believed and therefore I spoke. And Paul was repeating it. He said, we also believe and therefore speak. Again, faith is found in two places. It's found in the heart and it's spoken out of their mouth. We believe and therefore we speak. Now, the spirit of faith, it's, it's, it's not a formula. We talked about that. There are mechanics. There are steps of faith, just like, like Chris took, hearing, 
speaking, acting, receiving, and then telling. Those are the steps of faith. But again, it's not just a formula with God. It's the spirit of faith. It's an attitude, right? It's, it's, a, it's a belief system. It's a confidence. It's a boldness that we have. It's a, it's a swagger. Right. Amen? Amen? Again, the spirit of faith is not a formula. It's a fire in the spirit of born-again believers. How many believers do we have here this morning? Amen. Amen. That's awesome. A room full of believers. We talked about the story of the, the 12 spies that two came back with a, a spirit of faith and they said, we're well able to go in and possess the land. The other 10 came back with a spirit of fear and they said, no, the giants are too big. They're going to conquer us. They had the word of God. And again, they all saw the same thing, but they came back with a different report. We talked about three types of people that there are pioneers and there's settlers and there's museum keepers. The museum keepers are the ones that, that are always talking about the sweet by and by and, and what God did in the good, good old days. And they're happy to just take the feather duster and dust off the trophies of, of what he did. But God is a now faith. What's God doing right now in your life? You're not a museum keeper, nor are you a settler. A settler is one that, that they had faith at one time, that they, they stepped out and, and they had an attitude of, of that spirit of faith, but then they got to a point where it was just enough and they settled. They were content, which is decent, but the contentment turned into complacency. And they said, hey, us four and no more, we're blessed. We need to break through that, amen, and we need to all be pioneers. How many pioneers do we have here this morning? They're, they're constantly pressing into new territories. They're like Joshua and Caleb. They, they want to be where the action is. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. Faith is a lifestyle. It's how we live. You never arrive. You never wake up one day and go, you know what? I think my faith is strong enough now. I can put this Bible down. I don't have to read anymore. I don't have to study anymore. Don't have to show up for church. No, the just shall live by faith. And we do that until either Jesus returns or we go to meet him. Amen? The just shall live by faith. I tell you what, we talked about how you catch it. It's like catching a cold, right? You, you're around somebody that's got the spirit of faith and, and it'll get on you. You know, Jeff talked Wednesday night on, on attending, connecting, and serving. Did a, did a fantastic job on teaching that. And by, by attending church, you're around other believers, other people that are moving forward with the spirit of faith. When you, when you go to small groups or, or you go out to evangelism outreach or, or you're serving in one of the ministries here, where, whether it's in the choir up here or in the children's wing or an usher or wherever it's at, you're around people that have that attitude and spirit of faith and I'm telling you, it will get on you. Amen? And that's what you want. Yesterday, we, we had evangelism outreach go out and and uh, I sent them out. I, had to, I was a little bit behind because Melissa and I were out of town this past week. And so sent them out. And then about 12.15, they come back. And Gary Horsley gives me a call. And, and he said, hey, we're back. Do we need to, like, check in or whatever? I said, no, man. You, you guys are good. And, and I could tell he was like, he wanted to talk. And uh, so it was Gary and Rhonda and, and uh, Maria and Buffy. And so they come in, and I'm telling you what, they're talking a million miles an hour. They were excited. They had they had, had some God encounters when they were out there and, and with some different people that they were able to pray for. And I'll tell you, it's that spirit of faith when you're taking action that the Holy Spirit, you know, just stirs up inside of you. And man, it's exciting. And as I was listening to them, I was getting excited. Because I'm telling you, the spirit of faith is contagious. But so is the spirit of fear. So be careful who you hang around. Be careful who you listen to. Amen? Amen. Turn in your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 
It's our anchor scripture for today. That's, that's the intro. We're going to get into it here. But I talk fa- fast, so you're, uh, you're going to get out of here on time. The bake sale is all going to be good out there. Amen? Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7 says this. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Let's say that together. We walk by faith, not by sight. Amen. The world says it this way. It says, you know what? I will believe it when I see it. Or said another way, I've got to see it to believe it. That's human faith. There's a lot of different kinds of faith. There's, there's dead faith, like, like James talked about, faith without corresponding action. That's dead faith. There's demonic faith, where the devils even believe and they tremble. But see, that, that faith creates no change. There's no transformation there. Human faith is the same way. I've got to see it to believe it. But see, the God kind of faith says this. It says, I'll believe it first, and then as I believe it, then I'll see it. That's the God kind of faith. Turn in your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11. I apologize, we're going to bump around a little bit here, but uh, we want to get these scriptures in. Hebrews 11, verse 3, it says this. By faith, we understand, this is us, by faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen in the natural were not made of things which are visible. So the interesting thing is that everything we see here in the natural, in the physical world, came out of the spirit realm. God spoke the world into existence. He said, light be, and light became. That's how it works. Now, we're not creating something out of nothing with our words. We're, we're creating stuff out of what God has already created with, with our words. I remember, I'm reminded of, you remember the, the example when uh, the rice experiment, where they had the, the two cups of rice and they were right next to each other and one they spoke life into and one they spoke death into for 30 days. What happened? The one that they spoke death to, it was rotten. It was amazing. And then the one that they spoke life to looked like the first day that they had cooked it. That's faith speaking out. It, it changes the atmosphere. It changes the environment. It even changes physical things like it did that rice. And that was proof positive of it. Amen? So how do we know? Why don't we just believe in evolution? How do we know that God spoke this world into existence, that he created Adam out of the dust of the earth and he breathed life into him? How do we know that? Because the Bible tells us so. And we put our faith and trust in God's word. We believe it by faith. Amen? Amen. So let's look at some examples of human faith. Turn in your Bibles to John chapter 20. John chapter 20. Famous guy, Doubting Thomas. Poor Thomas. Doubting Thomas. He's forever scarred. However, in the end, man, he was a great evangelist to the nation of India. Huge part of getting the gospel out. So again, he won In the end, John chapter 20, verse 24, starts out saying, Now Thomas, called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So so Jesus had just been resurrected. Mary saw him, and then he showed himself to ten disciples, because Thomas wasn't there, and Judas had already hung himself, so he wasn't there either. So he showed himself to the ten disciples, but, but Thomas was not there. Verse 25, it says, The other disciples therefore said to him, We have seen the Lord. So Thomas said to them, unless I see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. This is human faith. Unless I see it, I won't believe it. That's what he was saying. Not only do I have to see it, but I also have to touch it. That's human faith. 
And Thomas, he does take plenty of, of, of heat in the Bible, but I think many of us would be that same way. Even with Chris's testimony, if you're sitting out there and going, oh, what, did she get a different doctor or a different medication or, or, or trying to reason it out or, or justify it? No, it's the living God, amen? It's Jesus Christ. That's how she was healed, by the power of God. And don't ever forget it. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. And this is why Jesus, he, he performed so many miracles. Because he knew he was going to be in front of people that, that had human faith. 400 years of, of God not speaking and then Jesus comes on the scene and he had to show them. He had to meet them where they were at and perform miracles in the natural so that they would believe that he, who, that he was who he said that he was. And you can't explain the supernatural, can you? Pastor Mike always says, you can experience it, but you can't explain it. How do you take former meth addicts where there's only a 7% success rate and they get prayed for and they, they press into God and they're completely set free? That makes no sense. When Travis goes into the treatment center, they're asking him tons of questions because they're trying to figure it out. How did you do it? Did you just cut out your friends and change your phone number and, and do all these things? No. It's Jesus Christ. That's it. One step. Nothing wrong with 12 steps and all that, but you got to take that one step. And I'm living proof of that too. And and many of you in here are are as well. God is a miracle working God. He's still doing miracles today. Amen. Verse 26, it says, after eight days, his disciples were again inside and Thomas was with them. Jesus came, the doors being shut and stood in the midst And said, peace to you. So he literally appeared in front of him. He didn't come through the doorway. He said, peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, reach your finger here and look at my hands and reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. We heard a minister this past week. We were down at Gateway Church uh, down in Texas. Pastors, you know, thought enough of us to invest into Melissa and I to, to send us to this church leadership conference. And I'll tell you what, it was fantastic. It was Joyce Meyer, Craig Rochelle, Robert Morris, Tony Evans. It was powerful. But she came back with a statement, and so did I. They talked about unbelieving believers. We don't want to be unbelieving believers. We say we love Jesus, but is there any fruit? Is there any action as a result of that? Amen? And I don't think Jesus was rebuking Thomas. I don't think he was mad at him. I think he was simply showing Thomas what it is that he asked to see. And I believe it's the same way with us, that God will meet you right where you're at. He knows where you're at. He knows the different levels of faith that people are at. People that are brand new and just getting started here and people that are more mature, he, he meets them exactly where you're at. He meets you exactly where you're at. So if you need help, you ask God and he'll come help you. He may send a person, he may send a scripture, he may send a, a video, who knows, but God will answer your prayers, amen? He's a good God and he can be trusted, amen? Verse 28, it says, And Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. He said, Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Of course, it's better to believe first without having the physical evidence. But again, God will meet you at the level of faith that you're at. He created you. He knows your, your personality. He gave all of that to you. He knows exactly how you're wired, how you think. He'll meet you where you're at. But again, it's time to, to level up. Amen? It's time to step out of the, the settler and become a pioneer. Amen? Leveling up with this. Smith Wigglesworth said it like this, I'm not moved by what I see. 
I'm not moved by what I feel. I'm moved by what I believe. And so the goal here today is to get you into walking by faith, not by sight. Not, not looking at your circumstances and the situation and, and not focusing on that, but focusing on God and his word. Amen? Hebrews 11, verse 7. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7. So we've got doubt, Doubting Thomas for an example of human faith. And then we've got Noah. Great Noah. Noah's Ark. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7. Says this, by faith Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, not yet seen with the physical senses, he moved with godly fear. He prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world. Your faith will condemn the world. Your, your actions and what you stand for, it will be condemning to the world. You don't even have to, you shouldn't open your mouth. It's not up to you to judge the world. It's up to you to walk with God and allow the world to see your fruit. And as a result of that, that's going to bring condemnation, hopefully conviction through the Holy Spirit. So they're not following you, but they're following Christ in you. And it opens up that story. Amen. By which he condemned the world and he became heir of the righteousness, which is according to faith. So here's what we know about the story. Noah was around 500 years old, give or take, when, when God came to him and, and told him to build an ark to save his family. Because we know that the flood came when he was six, 600 years old. And it said it took anywhere from 70 to 120, scholars believe. Of course, there's debates on that. Who cares? It took a long time. And so we know if we're out doing something for 70 to 120 years, when we've never even seen a drop of rain, let alone felt a drop of rain, but yet we're believing God that his word says, hey, I'm going to flood the earth. You don't think he took a bunch of flack, a bunch of heat, a bunch of ridicule, a bunch of criticism from his friends? 70 to 120 years of that. But he kept building. He kept working because he had a word from God. The Bible says he was warned of things not seen. Again, he had never seen a drop of rain, never even, never even heard of rain. Amen? So why did he do that? It says he was moved with godly fear. What does that mean? He honored God. He, he revered God. He trusted him. He loved God. He had a relationship with God. And he was submitted to him. So when God told him to do something, he didn't try to reason it out. God, what are you talking about? I've never seen rain. You know, the, the water just comes up and it waters the crops from beneath. Where's this rain going to come from? No, he didn't do any of that. He simply heard the word and he acted on the word. That's what faith does. Faith hears, faith speaks, and it goes to work. Amen? And that's what Noah did. This is the God kind of faith. He believed God before he saw anything with his five physical senses. He walked by faith, believing what God says, saying, hey, I'll believe you, God. I'll trust you, God. It'll be the way that you tell me that it's going to be, and then I'll see the result. And it saved his family. That's how crucial this is. God is preparing us. I meant to go back and look at one of the, the last words that, that Pastor Mike had got. It wasn't this last time, but the previous one, it talked about, you know, God making preparation that, that we're supposed to work on our faith, that we're supposed to not be in fear and that we're supposed to stay in faith. We, we are being prepared for something because God is never behind. He's preparing us for something. This isn't just on accident that we're teaching on faith. We don't just, you know, pull something out of the hat. I think we'll teach on, you know, salvation or, or righteousness. No, we, we get with God and, and find out what the Holy Spirit needs for the body of Christ. Amen? So be listening to this and, and be building your faith now like Noah did. He built the ark before it, it rained. 
He didn't wait till it rained and then said, man, we got to get this put together. No, his family would have died. And we don't want it to be that way in our own lives as well. So God is preparing us for something. Again, 2 Corinthians 5, 7, we walk by faith and not by sight. Some practical application of, uh, of, of doing this. So listen, we walk by faith and faith comes by hearing. So listen to this. If faith is created by hearing, where is doubt created? We walk by faith and not by sight. Where is doubt created at? In the senses, in the seeing. When we're looking around, right? We look at the economy. We go to the, the, the grocery store and we look at the prices of, of all the things. We go to the gas station and we see that it's $4 a gallon. We, we choose to focus on that. Does that create doubt or, or faith when you choose to focus on inflation? It creates doubt. When you look at your health issues and your relationship problems, maybe your, your kids are not doing what, what, what they should be doing, going in a godly direction. If you choose to focus on those problems, it's going to create doubt. We have to discipline ourselves and be intentional about building our faith and, and, and focusing on the word because doubt creates worry. I'm worried about my kids, worried about my job, worried about my finances, worried about my health, worried about my future. Stop it. God's got it all taken care of. Now you got to hook up to him. You gotta, it's not just que Sarah, Sarah, and, and he's just going to take care of everything. No, you, you hook up to him. Is God in control? Yeah, he's in control of those that are submitted to his will. How do we submit to his will? We know we get in the word and we find out what the word says and we put that in and we operate in that, amen? Like Smith said, I'm not moved by what I see. I'm not moved by what I feel. I'm moved by what I believe. Let me ask you this question. Does worry change the situation? When you're laying in bed at two o'clock in the morning, running this situation out in your mind, is that changing the situation and the circumstance? Not at all but it will change you. It creates stress. It creates anxiety. Disease. Dis-ease. Lack of ease. Where does disease come from a lot of times? People go to the doctor and we can't find anything wrong with you. You got ulcers. You got, you got digestive issues. A dis-ease. You're, you're bound so tight all the time. You're, you're, you're so anxious because again, you're, you're focused on the circumstances and what you see rather than being focused on God's word. Amen? Amen. I'm not moved by what I see. I'm moved by what I believe. Amen? You're wasting today's energy on tomorrow's problems. You only have a finite amount of energy. Put that energy into the word of God. Amen? Do what you got to do to shut off the things that are bringing you angst. Do whatever you got to do. If it's getting off Facebook, if it's getting off social media or, or you know, putting the phone aside for a season, do it. Amen. Because again, God is preparing us for something. What is that? I don't know. But by faith, we're going to walk through it. Amen. Amen? We grew up in an atmosphere of, of worry. My mom always had ulcers. Melissa's parents, I remember we, when we'd have challenges come, her parents would say, you're not worried enough. You need to worry more. We're like, no, we're not going to do it. But we had to develop that. We had to change. And how did we change? The Word of God. Sitting under this ministry for, for years, it, it changed us from the inside out. Amen? Changed our mindset. Changed our belief systems. Anybody relate to that? Anybody grow up in that, that environment? Not worried enough. Take no thought. Amen. 
Listen to this question. How do you believe what God said in your ears when everything that you see with your eyes is telling you the exact opposite? Like Chris, God says she's healed, but she's battling migraine headaches. I used to battle migraine headaches. They're terrible. In college, I'd have to go to the hospital and get an Imitrex shot. And it wasn't just the day of, of sitting in the dark and, and, you know, again, feeling like your brain's going to explode, but you felt like you were out of it for the next day or two afterwards. It's debilitating. So I'm telling you, that is a, a miracle that God did that for her. So many times we're wondering, does God still heal people? Yes, he does. He still sets people free. But it's what you choose to believe. Amen? Tried everything. Like the woman with the issue of blood. Tried everything, but yet grew worse. Hallelujah. But Jesus. But Jesus. So how do you believe God? Again, when, when you hear the word of God, but yet your circumstances say the exact opposite. We've got to saturate ourselves with this word. We've got to put it in. And we've got to look at it concerning the issues and the situations we're dealing with until you get to a point where all you do is believe what God says rather than what you see. That's the spirit of faith. That's the attitude of faith. That no matter what, I choose to believe God. But it just doesn't come, you know, by again, parroting out one scripture. You've got to meditate on it. You've got to get into it. You've got to spend time with the Lord. Amen. The small group is on uh, dwelling in the secret place of the Most High, spending time with God by John Bevere. And I'm telling you, it's powerful. You want to get yourself to it. That's another way that God is preparing us, again, for what is coming. Because that's the root of it, is spending time with him. Amen? Amen? So how do you do this? You've, you've got to go into the word and you've got to find out what does God say about my situation? And then we practice what he says about my situation until my situation changes. And that's how the whole thing works. Faith in God's word overrides any doubt. Anything that you see, faith in God's word will override that. Amen? Kenneth Copeland says, one word from God changes everything. It's all you need is one word. Amen? So when I tell myself about my family, what God has already told me about my family, then I'll have faith for my family and I'll see in the natural what I believe. What does that look like? When I pray over my wife and I say my wife is anointed, she's beautiful, she's strong, she's faithful, she's committed. When I pray over my three boys, over Noah, Nick, and Max, and I say they're, they're champions in Christ, they're overcomers, they're born again, spirit-filled, mighty men of God. The Bible says that, that the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. God, I don't agree with every choice and decision that they make, but you know the end from the beginning. You're well able to bring them from here to where it is that you need them to be. Amen. I say what God says about them. I don't sit and run my mouth about what they're doing and where they're at. I talk about what God says about them. Amen. And then guess what? They become who God says they're going to become. That's faith. Amen. Human faith focuses on the circumstances Oh, they're doing this, and oh, they're doing that, and how are they going to work out? And that's, that's not faith. That's fear. We speak God's word over our situations. When I, when I tell myself about my health, what God has already told me about my health, then I'll have the faith for divine health and, and divine healing, and I will see in the natural what it is that I believe. The Bible says that Jesus took my infirmities, that he bore my sicknesses, and by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. 
If he took the stripes 2,000 years ago, that means I was healed then. If I was healed then, then I am healed now. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it feels like. I don't care what it seems like. I only care what the word of God says, and I put my faith and trust in that. And that takes bulldog faith. Amen? And that's how you got to be with this. Remember, we talked about a rhinoceros. A rhinoceros does not back up. He only goes forward. Faith charges. Faith is a pioneer. It takes territory. It takes the healing. It receives the healing from God. It's already been provided, but you've got to receive it. You got to, first of all, believe it. And I don't care. I, I know people, you know, you've probably stood in front of people that say, hey, healing isn't for today. Well, they've been wrong about other things because again, healing is for today. And there's proof positive right out there. How many other people in here by a show of hands have been, have been healed by God? Look around. If this was a multi-level marketing thing, we'd all join right now, amen? <laughs> How many people lost weight? How many made money? Half the room, the hands are up. God is a supernatural God, amen? We got to testify of that. Hallelujah. Praise God. When I tell myself about my job, my business, my finances, my life, what God has already told me about my job, my business, my finances, and my life, Then I'll have the faith for those things and I will see what it is that I believe. It's how the whole thing works. You've got to believe it and then you'll see it. That's how the whole thing works. Listen to this phrase. Don't let what you see cause you to forget what God said. That's powerful. Don't let what you see cause you to forget what God said. Of course the enemy is going to try to speak to you and, and, and set up situations and circumstance and try to push those buttons of the things that you're dealing with. But again, don't let what you see cause you to forget what it is that God said to you. Amen? By faith. Last main scripture, Mark chapter 11, verse 22 through 24. We know this one so well, but we've got to apply it. It says this, Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, whosoever says to this mountain, that's, that's the problems that we face, to the health issue, the financial issue, the, the marital problem, whatever it is that you're dealing with, whoever says to this problem, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believe that those things which he says will be done, he will have whatsoever he says. Where's faith found? In our heart and in our mouth. He says, the word say three times and the word believe one time. So you got to be careful what comes out of your mouth. Amen. Verse 24, it says, Jesus said, therefore, because of all that, I say to you, whatever things, whatever things, whatever things you ask for, when you pray, believe that you receive them and then you will have them. When do we receive them? When we pray. We may not see it. There's no change in the natural But we believe that when we pray, we believe that we receive. And if we believe that way, we will have what it is that we prayed for. Amen? Again, that's faith. That's how the whole thing works. But you've got to be intentional about it. You've got to do it. And I'm just here this morning to stir you up, to encourage you, to challenge you, to, again, prepare yourself for whatever it is that that is coming. I'm not a doom and gloomer by any means. But again, if you've got faith... Faith is the the victory that overcomes the world, right? Even our faith. So again, you're going to walk above it. And you're going to be a testimony to the rest of the world. 
When they're wondering what they're going to do about this, that, and the other, man, you are in faith because you know the living God. So finally, how do you build up your faith or, or, or your belief in God? Number one, it's easy. It's, it's spending time with God and, and spending time in his word. Whatever the, the problem or challenge that you're facing, get in here and find out what it is. If you're battling anger, find scriptures on that. If you're battling lust or, or financial lack or whatever it is, get in here. There is an answer to everything that you're battling and dealing with. I'm telling you, there's an answer for it. Amen? Next, we, we put ourselves in an environment with people who are, who are further along than we are. And for a lot of people, that can be intimidating. I remember back when, when Travis and I were bodybuilding, you know, 20 plus years ago. I think I was probably 25, 26. He was around 22 or so. I think he was a junior or senior in college. And I remember him coming down to Sioux Falls and, and I trained with him for two reasons. Number one, I liked the guy. Number two... My chest was my weakest body part, so I was a, 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 trying to become a professional bodybuilder. Travis's strong point was, was his chest. He was very strong on the, on the bench press and all that. So I trained with him to, to level up, to, to try to get up to his level because it pushed me. Amen. See, weak-minded people, they'll want to wanna be the big dog in the room always. No, you want to be the, the, the dumbest guy in the room so you can learn from those that are around you. You want to put yourself in a room of people that have more wisdom than you. Amen. On the flip side, I had real strong legs and, and back. I had deadlifted and squatted 750 pounds, something like that at one point in my career. And when Travis came, that was some of his weaker points. But guess what? He leveled up really quick. So it was a win-win. So again, I'm telling you, you spend time around mature believers that have a spirit of faith. And you mature believers, you spend time around these younger believers because I'm telling you, they got fire, man. And that fire will burn up to you. And it'll, both of you will grow. Just like Travis and I did, we grew together. My weak points became stronger points, and same thing with him. So you spend time with God and his word, put yourself in an environment that forces you to grow, and that is uncomfortable. But get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Amen? Because it'll force growth. Force growth. And then the final thing is, is you need to testify. We need to start telling more of, about what God has done. I'm blown away by all the hands that went up for people that have had healings. I know many people have been delivered from addictions. Many marriages have been restored. All of those things have happened here because this is a supernatural church. It was created for that. And that's what happens here. Amen? But we need to testify it. We built businesses based on testimonies. It's not us telling a you know, everybody how great we are, it's, it's our clients and, 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 and customers telling people how great we were. And that's how God wants to be. He doesn't care. He wants you to win. He wants you to have victory. But he just wants to get the credit for it. He wants to lift your life up and, and have you be a trophy for him. Amen? Amen. So what do you believe in God for as we wrap this up this morning? What do you believe in God for? If we pass the microphone around, we should know what we're believing God for and more importantly, what scripture we're standing on because we have to use our faith. Our faith is like a muscle. If you don't use it, you lose it. Amen. It will atrophy. I'm about 200 pounds now. When I was bodybuilding, I was about 75 or 80 pounds heavier. Muscle cells are the same amount of muscle cells in my body, but those cells have atrophied. I'm a few years older, 
few different desires and, and time and all that stuff, but it's just like that. So no matter where you're at this morning, you can build your faith, but you start where you're at with what God has given you, but you've got to be intentional about it. If you don't use it, you will lose it. As people age, sarcopenia, which is, is basically when people get elderly, they're just not using their muscles as much anymore. That's when they fall and all that stuff. But man, if they stay active and, and, and keep building muscle, it doesn't mean you got to go to the gym and lift weights and whatnot, but stay moving. You're using it. Because if you don't use it, you'll lose it. The, the, your faith is the exact same way. Hebrews 11.6, last scripture, it says, Without faith, it is impossible to please. That word please means agree with God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, that means that he exists, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. We connect with God by faith. That's how we agree with with what he said in this word. It's by faith. We weren't there when the earth was, was formed, however many years ago it was, but we believe it by faith because God said so. We believe healing by faith. We believe that we're prosperous, that we're abundant, that, that, that God works in our lives. We believe all of that by faith. Amen. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. And I'm telling you, living by faith is an adventure. Amen. And it's fun. But learning to walk by faith and, and not by sight, that's the key here. But if you learn it, you will have victory every single time. Because God is not a liar. And his word cannot fail. You're guaranteed success. Think about that. They always ask the question, what would you try if you were guaranteed success? This is a guarantee. Nothing else is guaranteed, but this is. God will never leave you nor forsake you. Amen? Amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. We'd love for you to join us for our Sunday morning service at 930 as well as our midweek service on Wednesday nights at 7. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day.